How you doing? I'm doing all right. I've been drinking, so that's fun. You have anything fun this week? Having anything fun to drink? Yeah, I'm having a, a Wild Turkey 101 bourbon. Oh, whiskey. that's nice. Yeah, I like this stuff. That's good stuff. So it's not a very smooth bourbon, but I like the flavor, and I like I like the burn that goes down. It's one of those, it's the old fire water kind of thing. Makes me, reminds me of, like, cowboys. Yeah, it's a, a fun feeling. I made a shitty cowboy. Guys, like, I, I picked my toenail too low the other day, and it hurt real bad, and I was like, man, this is gonna, like, annoy me for four dollars. Cowboys, they can't get annoyed by shit like that. They gotta ride on horses. I you know what be, cowboys um, do. You'd be Seth MacFarlane in that one movie that wasn't funny. I thought that movie was kind of funny. Uh, it had a couple of good jokes in it. See, you you belong in the in the Wild West. That was you. I like that Sarah Silverman played a, a whore, and then he's like, "Well, I don't like my job either." Is like her husband. And then uh, they went to give a kiss, and he's like, "Ooh," she's like, "Oh, sorry, I just gave someone a blowjob." And there's just something really cute about their relationship. That's and then, fair. And then people died in really funny ways in it, and there's a lot of blood. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty easy to please sometimes. Unless it's comic books. <laughs> then everything's a zero. <laughs> yeah, then everything is horrible. Um, I had, like, a weird... Like, I've been bummed out all week. I'm sorry to hear that. Over little things. Um, sometimes... sometimes yeah, sometimes I like to have a cheat day. Okay. And when I'm craving like a cheat day, it's like I really want a breakfast burrito from Jack in the Box. Yeah, because I got the sausage burrito. burrito, and it's just it's so good. I don't know what the sauce they put in it is, but they always have like just the right amount of cheese and just the right amount of egg. And um, like the last one I got, it wasn't that great. That's like I think they had a new person there or something. But on Monday, it's like you know what I I want to start the week off right. I want a burrito. So I go, <clears throat> and I order the, it's like there's a combo where it comes with a burrito and then orange juice. And so I, I go, and I'm, you know, I pay, and I'm waiting for the burrito, and they give me the burrito. I was like, oh, you never give me the orange juice. But it's like, she she handed me the burrito out the window, and then, like, walked away, and there was no one there. And it's like, okay, is, is she getting the orange juice, or, like, what? She just sort of, like, handed it to me and got away. Sure. And it's like, well, that's weird. And so I'm sitting there for a while, and she comes back, and she has this, like, weird look, like, why didn't I leave yet? And so I, I said, like, well, I need my orange juice. And she's like, oh, you want your orange juice? And, like, <laughs> gave me this look like I'm an idiot. Man, that would pissed me off real hard. Well, it's like, I don't, it's kind of funny that I'm an adult that's, like, complaining that I didn't get my orange juice, but you also paid I paid for it. for it. So it's like. Yeah, I want my orange juice. And she gives me one and gives me this like weird look like she's just sick of seeing me. Hey, she and has to work there for the rest of the day and you don't, so... I don't know, I've never her. seen her there before. It was weird. Like, they're normally so nice here. But then the burrito was awful. Like, I don't think the egg was actually heated up. There was hot oh. sausage and then cold egg and, like, almost no cheese. And it's like, you know, I've, I've had, like, three bad experiences in a row. Whereas I don't think I'm coming here anymore. I, I I had a normally like my I'm starting the day off right or the week off right. It's like I'm gonna get up on Monday morning. Hopefully I'll have slept well. I'm gonna go for a two mile run and then I'm gonna have a slim fast. And that existence is miserable, Cameron. I don't know why people do that. 
I like SlimFast. SlimFast is fine. Getting up early to go fucking run two miles isn't that's horrible. That's fair. That's some horse shit. Today I got up kind of early and I did a kettlebell workout, which is also horse shit. But then That's I went cool. to and then I went to a, the, the local gas station right across the street and I had like a, a ham and egg cheese croissant and then I got an orange juice and I was like, there, I'm not fat now. I did workouts. Then I read comic books. I like orange juice. Orange juice is pretty good. Oh, and then Warcraft is awful. They did new things. People seem either upset or happy. <laughs> Most of them seem upset. So... Like, BlizzCon last year, so we're talking November, mm-hmm. they announced that, like, part of the new expansion is they're going to burden down, like, the elf starting zone. And there's, like, a graphic. They put up a picture of the world tree burning, and it's like, whoa, what? And they're saying, like, yeah, this is what starts the war. Like, this is a big deal. And I was like, whoa, well, what What happens? Does, like, the Sylvanas turn evil and just start burning down trees? Well, no, it's like, it's there's two sides to every story, and there's a lot of, like, morally gray stuff, and you, we're going to keep it a secret. And they've been keeping it a secret this whole time. People, you know, they drop hints and stuff, and people are speculating, and it's like, what, you know, what causes the tree to burn down? Um, Like, this, is it, like, a third party, and the Horde gets blamed for it, so that's why the Alliance attacks? Or, or does something go wrong, and there's an accident? <clears throat> it's going on for months, people are speculating. So then Tuesday, it finally happens where it's like, okay, there's a quest in the game. You can go uh, see what happens to the tree. So as a Horde player, you log in, and it's like, we we have to go conquer the tree so that we have all of Kalimdor. It's like, all right. Like, why? Go do it. And it's like, okay. So you go, and you kill a bunch of innocent people in an elf village. And then you kill, like, more innocent people. And then you kill a bunch of ghosts. And then I like it's how like you, can you kill ghosts. Yeah, and it's like you win, like you you successfully invade, and you have the the whole thing done. Hmm. And then there's a cutscene that plays where Sylvanas is there, and there's like one of the elves is like shot up, and she's like dying, <laughs> and she's like, "Why would you do this?" And Sylvanas says, "This is war," and and there's a, you you've made an enemy of of life and hope, but you can't stop hope. It's like, can't I burn the tree down? <laughs> it's like, what? Like, why? And then they do it, and then after the cutscene's over, you talk to Sylvanas to turn in the quest, and she's like, this is not the ending I foresaw. It's like, you just did it! Huh. Like, why would you... It's awful writing. And it so all funny. these people are making jokes about, is that morally gray? And, you know, it's like... For some reason, the Alliance side of the argument is, we're not doing anything. What's your problem? And the Horde side is, I declare war on hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's two sides to an argument, I guess. So you said like there's a picture of a world tree on fire. And there's been a, a death metal album on my recommendations that has like a very, like that's like the album cover is a tree on fire. And I wanted to find it to send to you as like a joke. But that the band name is like Schlamagogor or whatever, and I don't know how to spell it or pronounce it, and so I'm it's trying. It's letters and... that aren't on a keyboard. Yeah, and then YouTube's <laughs> just like, we don't know what you're looking for, dude. Are you drunk? It's like, YouTube, don't judge me. Also, I, I have no idea how to, you know, I can't find it. I just, because I, their fucking band name is so goddamn weird. It, it's, it's really funny, and it's like, this is maybe why if you join a death metal band, you should, um, you know... Fucking pick a name people can got. Oh, here it is. 
The band is called Shilamagognar. Duh. And they can fuck off with that, but and I, actually, this this the, the cover isn't quite the tree on fire that I thought it was. It's a tree, and then there's fire in the background. Oh, no, that's still cool. Also, if you look at their logo right there, you can't read it at all. But then I'm looking at their actual band name, and I can't read that either, and that's just in, like, and Times see, New Roman. And that's the thing, like, you were worried about your, your uh, album name being difficult to read, and it's like, no, you're, you're good. I know, right? <laughs> it's so stupid. Everything's dumb. It is dumb. But yeah, this is a, this is an okay album. If 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 people want to find it, it's S H Y L M A G O G H N A R. Can you post that on the group page on Facebook? I can do that. I gotta make sure. No one's I... gonna find this. No, I don't know if people will really care though. No, but if it'll pop up in their feed and they go, "What's this?" and they'll click on it, and go, "Huh." That's true. All right, I will, really I'll do that after this. I could do it now, but I have to like. Of course, YouTube's like, "I saved your spot." Fuck off, YouTube. Oh, you sent me a thing. Yeah, it's the I love the artwork, so it's disappointing that the writing is so bad. I like the, her, her eye shadow there. She looks like she belongs in MCR. There's a cool part where Arthas like, stabs her when she got killed, and she's like crying, and the tears start to like burn her skin, and like it starts steaming, and those are scars. Oh, that's cool. So it's super metal. Yeah! It's hardcore. But she's got like all this attitude for no reason. Like this literally, does? yeah. the The battle's over. They won, and she's like, "Out of spite, I will destroy the whole tree." I mean, I like the I like the look of this a lot. When I played World of Warcraft, nothing looked this good. So, I mean, it's it's neat that, and, and really it's dramatic. If you play on the Alliance side, after this cutscene plays, you get a quest where you fly to the tree while it's on fire, and you get a, a quest immediately for, within two minutes, you have to save all 982 civilians. Oh, jeez. And so it's like, you get up to, like, 20, and then, like, two minutes are up, and it says your your lungs fill with smoke, and you pass out, and you wake up somewhere else, and they're like, hey, you didn't, you didn't save that many people, thanks for trying. Huh. And I like super, that. Yeah, that's a lot written. <laughs> that's written a lot better than if you're a horde player. Sure. Because like right afterwards, when you turn in the quest and it's all done, Sylvanas just said, "How she put it? Um, the alliance will come for us. They'll come for me, and they'll come for you." And so, I didn't do anything. <laughs> this was your call. So Let's I don't know. See. Everybody's grumpy about that. I suppose. Everybody, I don't, I don't feel like that game, everybody's always grumpy, though, so I'm not that yes. surprised. It seems that way. <laughs> people are people are still mad that there's a war. They're like, why can't the Alliance and Horde just get along? It's like, because the tree's on fire, that's why. Shut up! I feel like if the Alliance and Horde got along, then there wouldn't be a fucking game. Because, like, the word war is in the title. World of craft. Yeah. Like, it's fun when there's when you team up together and fight, like, some demons and shit. Like that's that's neat. I enjoy. I always enjoy that kind of stuff because it is cool when it's like, oh, this enemy is so great that we have to stop our dick waving contest and then wave our dicks at that guy. But you know, you eventually you want to go back and be like, you know, I want to go to this place and gank some goddamn alliance or horde, depending on what team you're on. 
So that's one thing. They redid World PvP, and it's actually really cool. Yeah, I think you've mentioned before that they were they were changing how they handle it. Yeah, now you, you can, like, activate war mode, and if you're in a city, you push a button, and it gives you, like, new PvP-only spells, and your so character finally like, doing the Guild Wars War the Horde! Because that was, like, Guild Wars, right, where, like, you had PvP stuff, and then you had PvE stuff, and that's how they balanced yeah. it. Yeah, pretty much. Good job, Blizzard. When did Guild Wars come out? Like, 20 years ago? Yeah. Glad you caught up. So that's fun. Like, I want to complain about the story, but the story is the only thing I can complain about right now. Sure. So that's good. Um, but speaking of complaining about war, what did we want to talk about this week? Oh, man. I suggested we talk about the, the awesome TV show known as MASH. MASH. It's a... It, I don't know where to begin with this one, because, like, MASH is one of those shows... I'll, I'll start. Okay, you can start. This is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. Holy fuck! We hey, didn't Chad. do that, did we? Hey, Chad, do you uh, want to tell us about MASH? Sure. You, you goofy little shit. So MASH is one of those shows that's, like, been in my life for what feels like all of it, because my parents grew up watching it, and then it's, you know, on TV Land or on whatever channels it was. And so they watch it, and then I watch it with them. And so, like, I've, like, consistently been watching this show that was made long before I was born. And I still watch it to this day whenever I'm over there because it's always on some channel. And so we can find it and watch it. And I have, like, a lot of different, like, memories and ideas and stuff just associated with this show because it's been a constant through basically my entire life. Like, I can remember watching it, like, the, 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 you know, afternoon before I go to school. Like, I gotta go to school tomorrow, and I have homework to do, but I'm gonna take a break and watch this. Or, like, it's winter, and the roads are bad, and I gotta drive to work the next day, and I hope that everything's fine, but I'm watching MASH right now. Or, you know, all of this is just different little little things, and it's just like, here's this show about the Vietnam War, but it's really, or the Korean War. I hate that I fucked that up. So, I wanna just get one thing out of the way, and then we can move on. Uh-huh. I don't think that JD and the blonde doctor make a good couple. Mm. That's where I stand. JD and the blonde doctor. Yeah. What? You're going to have to explain. I don't know who you're talking and about. And then in the in Mash. There's no one named JD. Yeah, it's like the star. Okay. No. What? JD and the blonde doctor are always like off and on all the time. And then JD's always fighting with the janitor. And then it's like, oh, it's a comedy, but we're going to have a serious episode because someone died. Oh, you're thinking of Scrubs. Am I? Yeah. No, it's MASH. No, 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 that one's that one's Scrubs. That's that's where he likes the Appletinis. Because there was, and then there's like Doctor Kelso, and he's always mean, but it's also like you kind of get why he's mean because he has to run the hospital and it's really hard. Yeah, yeah, I know. Scrubs is a great show. We can talk about that too. But but we're talking about the one that takes place in in Korea, and then there's like there's war in the background. There's war. And Alan declared. Alda was there. Yeah, Alan Alda's in it. Yeah, he was there with JD, and he like he gave some some tips, but then he. He messed up, so JD had to cover for him. No, 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 no. no. In this show, Alan Alda is the main character all of the time. 
He's Alan all of the character. Is this like is this like old scrubs? Yeah, you could think of it like old scrubs. I want to watch old scrubs. Old, uh, old scrubs is great. It's well, yeah, tell me about old scrubs. Old scrubs. <laughs> is there a chocolate bear or was it this before chocolate bears got to vote? No, there there was a there was a a main black character in the first first couple episodes and they named they called him Spear Chucker, which won't fly very well today. Um but then they 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 kind of removed him because the writers were like, "Oh, it turns out there were no black doctors in mash units and and for this one fact we want to be historically correct." <laughs> All the other historically correct stuff is a little, "Yeah, whatever." But let's get rid of that guy. That, that, that excuse doesn't check out very well if you've seen the show. <laughs> um, normally that show is very progressive, though. Uh, yeah, typically it, it is. It, it had a lot of very, um, I don't want to just say anti-war sentiment, but like well thought out and presented uh, things to think about. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just, isn't war bad? It was like, here's an example of war. Think about it. Yeah, and, and I know they, they did a lot of that in the you know, the operating room, just, like, remarking on, on the age of the of the people they're fixing uh, was, was a common thing. Um, I liked that, and I also liked when they wouldn't discriminate who they're helping. Yeah. And every now and again, there'd be, like, a soldier that points out that he has a problem, and it's like, no one else in the room sees it that way, so shut up. It was always Frank. Frank was such a dick. Actually, Frank's an a character to talk about. Um, cuz like for for the when he was in it, he was like the antagonist of the show, right? He was the bad guy character. He was always Yeah. Gotta, he, you could call him that. He was the, the the butt of the jokes and he was trying to be this like hyper patriot and and every, he's a bad doctor and I always feel like he was my problem with him is he, he was just lopsidedly written. Like, he was always too extreme. Like, we have to hate him so much. There wasn't enough humanity to him. And every once in a while, you get a, a, a bit or a, a part of an episode where he wasn't a bastard. And it was like, this is nice. I want Frank to be a well-rounded character. Like, he can still be a bad guy or, like, or the person you don't like. But I wish there was more to him than, than what's presented. And then Charles comes along, and I feel like they did a much better job with that with Charles. Yeah, that's true. I guess in, I'm in one a of way, the... <clears throat> Charles kind of fit that exact same thing where he's the villain more or less, but you you find him relatable in a way where he just wants to enjoy his book or he wants to like just not think about this stuff for five minutes and people are bugging him. Yeah, and he has this like attitude about his his pedigree and his his skill and everything, but it's um it, it feels justified even if you disagree with him sometimes. Yes. My my thing with the show is that I actually prefer the episodes with BJ and Charles over the episodes with uh, with Trapper and Frank. Like, I think it got it got better when they when they switched characters. Um, part of it was it's just like I think there's more confidence in the show where like we can tell different stories within this framework because tonally it it, it jumps around a bit more as you get further in. There's a lot more serious episodes. There's a lot more drama, and the comedy is still there, but it, it takes a little bit of a backseat to a lot of what's going on, and in a way it is, you know, becomes Scrubs in, in some episodes, or House, or whatever, they're trying to diagnose a problem. Um, it, just, it feels a little more realistic, and I don't go to the show for realism at all, but the, some of the earlier episodes where they're, you know, sticking it to the generals, and, and, and being real goofy and stuff, where it's fun, I like it, I enjoy the humor, but it, it just doesn't quite have 
the the gravity that I I prefer. I I really I really enjoy it when that show feels like it has something to say. Yeah. At the same time, like those early episodes, I really like Trapper. I was really sad to see him go. I do like Frank as a character. He, he reminds me of Squidward. <laughs> that's a that's a really apt description. I feel like he's more of an asshole than Squidward because he's like, blatantly racist and homophobic, and um, you know, refuses to question authority at all. But he does. It, it gets to a point where it, there are certain times where he's just trying to do his own thing, and he wishes people would stop being mean to him, and then everyone's just mean to him. <laughs> it's like you know, maybe you get along with him better if you weren't mean to him literally every waking moment. Yeah, and it, it's also that's another relatable trend that goes through the show. Um, how stressful it is on everybody. Like, the people that tell jokes, they it's like, well, that's how they cope. Yes. You know, and it's like, the people that don't want to hear it, they don't have enough patience to deal with the reality of the situation and these stupid jokes. <laughs> you sent me a funny Futurama thing for the people wondering why I just laughed. Yeah, it was a, there was an episode where they, they went to war, so there was like a, a MASH unit. And they had a, a Hawkeye robot called iHawk. It's another topic for a different episode is Futurama. Did you ever see that live action Futurama short? No, it sounds horrific. Like it terrifying because Leela's yeah, face would be scary with one eye. They they actually did a good job. They I saw some of the props at Comic Con. Like in person, it was really cool. Nice. What they did with Zoidberg was neat, but that, yeah, we can talk about that another time. Um, what, what do you think about the finale? Oh man, so the funny thing—I haven't seen the finale in a, a while. Like, I tune into that show a lot, and it's always on like two different channels, and they're almost never anywhere near the finale. And it's like the one day. You know, you show up again, it's like, oh, I guess it restarted. I missed the finale again. Um, I remember it being very bittersweet. Uh, Father Mulcahy loses his hearing and stays around anyways because he, he feels like he's needed. Um, I believe they take apart the sign that, that points to their, their homes. It's one of those things where, like, it was... It was nice to see it end because the, it... The show went on probably too long. Most shows do. And That's it, fair. It's it's one of those things where I feel like MASH is is a, a better example of it where like the the writing is generally consistently good from start to finish. And so even at the end you're still getting like pretty solid episodes, but they're starting to repeat plot points. Like I feel like fucking everybody had their appendix removed at some point. You know, just little little things like that. And so, like, it finally ends, and it's like, I'm glad this show is over in that regard, and I'm glad these characters do get to go home, because they absolutely deserve to put all of these years of, of, of being a MASH unit and, a, you know, doctors pulling bullets out of people behind them as, as best they can. I like the episode where Radar um, was, like, helping take care of that, that one woman and her daughter. And, like, he kind of ended up being a father for a little bit. 
Yeah. <clears throat> and it's this weird thing where it's like, he didn't ask for this responsibility, but then the second he kind of got comfortable with the idea, then it got taken away from him. Yeah. And it's like, you're not sure if it's really sad or if it's just kind of weird. I feel like it's sad in a way. It's just not... It's one of those things where you, you can tell like the character has glimpsed a part of himself he, he didn't know was there. Yeah. He wanted to he wanted to explore it a bit more and, and maybe enjoy it and then it got ripped away and now it's like, oh I don't know when or if I'll ever get to this again. Especially because it's radar, it's like he's the least um like manly person there. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's he's the he's the boy, you know, he's not the dad. Yeah. And so suddenly, like, hey, you know, part of this is growing up and losing things. Like, in a, in a weird, like, cosmic way, it's almost a metaphor for the for going to war. Yeah. When you're not ready for it. I always, I have to wonder if it's because I, I watched the show when I was so young, but I always thought Radar was, like, my favorite character because there's just something really relatable to him. And it's like, well, when I'm, like, eight and I'm watching the show, it's like, he's the youngest person here and he's doing things that... He helps run the place, and everyone knows like it wouldn't survive without him, but he's not the doctor. He's not the person that's like, this is why we're here. But he's making the phone calls, he's getting the supplies in, he's wheeling and dealing. And there's a, a really nice kind of naivety to him that you could appreciate, because it's like, I'm a fucking 8-year-old, I don't know what it's like to be in a war. And he's you know, supposed to be like a, an 18-year-old, and he doesn't really know what it's like to be in a war either, even though he's there. And it's funny because, like, as an adult, the the character I really started to appreciate the most is, I think, Sigmund Fr- Freed, who isn't in a whole lot of episodes, but he's definitely reoccurring. He's the he's the psychologist. Ah. Um, and just <clears throat> his view on the mash unit is a lot of fun because it, it's a little kind of a little meta where he's just like, "There's this one place where I can go, and this is almost like taking a vacation for me because everybody's fucking weird here. Like, this isn't regular army, and all the other places I go to are regular army." So they kind of lampshade some of that, but I just remember there one episode where he he's like writing a letter to Sigmund Freud, or no, his name is Sigmund. Whatever he's it is a play, his name is a play on, on Freud, but um he's you know he's he's writing a fake letter to someone who doesn't exist, and and it's just like his way of like dealing with his own shit, and I found that really kind of profound. I think um, you mentioned your favorite character. I th- I think mine might have been Colonel Potter. Potter's great, and I'm not sure exactly why, but I think I'm like I'm actually reflecting on it now, and I think he kind of reminds me of my dad in a way where he has a sense of humor, but he also has a really strong sense of like priorities and like when things actually matter. And it's like, in in the military, it tends to be like, follow the rules at all times. And it's like, with Potter, he kind of understood, this is stressful, so there's nothing going on right now, you can ease up a little bit. His And the ability to know when to take it easy is like, super important Yeah, in, in that kind of position. And I think there's something like, subconscious, where it just kind of reminded me of, uh, of my dad somewhere. Sure. The psychologist was Sidney Friedman, by the way, I... I... Okay. Fucked his name up. Um. When the, I love I love the introductory to to Potter, um, 
Yeah. Because, like, at, at one point, like, he comes back, and he actually, like, has, like, the gen they're making, and they're, like, worried he, they're gonna have to take down the still, because this guy's supposed to be regular army. And he's like, no, if you know, if you filter it with this way, you're gonna get a better taste. And they're like, oh, this guy, this guy's been through, through this before. Like, he knows his, sh you know, he's, he's capable of, of, of a very wide range of emotions, but he's also, there's that camaraderie to it where he's like, he's been through this before and he's needed alcohol to cope because that's really what alcohol is in that show, is a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And it, I think that was one of the nice things about it too, where it's like all these, a lot of the characters in that show are like really heavy drinkers. And sometimes it's funny, but really like on the surface, it's just like, they're dealing with such horrendous shit that they need some way to forget and, and so there's this very somberness, like, you know, they're playing, like, like checkers with shot glasses at Jen. And, like, that's really funny, and it's like, that'd be fun to do, you get really hammered. But in that situation, like, what else can you do? Like, there's, I couldn't, I can't fathom dealing with blood all day. Well, it's also, when you, and, and I compared this to Scrubs, but the thing with Scrubs is they can leave the hospital when their shift is done. Yeah. And they might be on call or whatever, and there's just stresses. But it's like nobody in MASH gets to go home from Korea. It's like when the, when your shift's done, you're waiting and like hoping that you don't hear a helicopter drop in more wounded. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Just it, it reflects humanity. Like you keep talking about coping, and that's what the show is about. Is here's a bunch of horrible stuff and people trying to deal with it. We're gonna call it a comedy. The thing is, is it manages to balance comedy with all of its dark stuff ridiculously well. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so willing to go back to it all the time is that it can do two very opposite, very difficult things. Be really funny and then horrors of war and just like flawlessly walk that line between the two. And that's the problem with Scrubs is that they'll they'll do that too, where they'll try to um they'll they'll try to balance comedy with like serious messages, and it's like you didn't really earn it, you didn't balance this right. Sure. And it doesn't age as well. It's been a while since I've seen Scrubs, but I I I know people are very opinionated on which seasons are the good ones. It's like you should skip season blank through blank because. That's when it got bad, but then it picked up and it got better from season blank to blank. And I think if you're in the mood for Scrubs and it's been a while, you should just watch Children's Hospital instead. <laughs> Never seen that show. Oh, no? No. Oh, jeez, whiz. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a season, I think it was season three of Children's Hospital. Um, if you don't know, it's it was one of those like Adult Swim shows that's on in the middle of the night. Okay. And it was pretty much like a comedy version of Scrubs, which I do mean as an insult. <laughs> and it was like, uh, like I think Rob Corddry was the main doctor, and he was like the best surgeon, but he was always in clown makeup because that's what makes children happy. Oof. And um, I think it was season three. They did. They turned it into a mash parody where the whole hospital got relocated to Japan. Oh really? And so, like, there was one episode where they talked about how, yeah, we're we're in Japan now because of the Japan War, and like, they don't actually change anything about the show. It's just that whenever they show an exterior of the building, there's a bunch of like forests around them, and you don't know where they are. 
And then the rest of the season is spent, like, hand-waving that they're not in Japan anymore, even though they established it. Nice. So, like, there's one guy that represents the army, and it's just, um... It, it's Who's that really happy guy that's the voice of Fix-It Felix? Oh, man, why do I know the f- person Fix-It Felix? Because I'm... I shouldn't. That doesn't Fix-It Felix. Oh, I have no fucking idea who that is. Never mind. He's from, like, 30 Rock. Sure. Um, but he's just like his whole shtick is that he's always upbeat and happy, and he represents all of the army. Like he's the he's the Wreck-It only Ralph. guy he's on the army base. Thirty Rock. What? He's from Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, and Thirty Rock. And Thirty Rock. Okay, I, I missed the and. Voice is Jack so, McBrayer. But he was um he was like the army, so it's just he just walked by. The, well, I hope you doctors are doing a fine day today. And then he would like march off by himself, and that's how they would establish. Yeah, we're still in Japan for the Japan War, but this is a wedding episode, and it was just it was really clever. Do you not like Scrubs? I I have a love hate relationship with Scrubs because I feel like the characters aren't written consistently. I feel like the jokes are consistent, but it's like. JD's sympathetic. No, he's an idiot that sabotages his life and you're supposed to laugh at him. No, he's sympathetic. And it's like, just make up your mind. I guess I've only ever really watched a lot of Scrubs with a friend of mine, and he's the one who usually picks the season or episodes. So I've probably like seen a very curated version of that show. That's okay. Because um, I, I, I don't recall ever watching a bad episode of Scrubs, and so people are like, well, season six was horrible. It's like, I maybe have never seen an episode from season six. I guess I don't know. I like um, Father McCainy. Yeah, okay, he's great. And he, um, his role is interesting, where it's like, basically his most important function half the time is to uh, wish the dead people are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's he's doing it out of faith, and he, he is supportive, but it's kind of like, they only call on him when somebody's dead. I feel like there's episodes that address that, though, where, like, like he, he's... I can't remember any specifics, but just, like, he, he views his role there. Like, you know, he kind of knows, like, that's what he's there for, and it, it eats at him a little. I, I feel like there's... They yeah. must address that at least once. No, they do, and it's a very interesting, um, especially as a religious person. Mm-hmm. There's there's always a lot of very conflicting emotions when you think about death, because whenever a loved one passes, it's like you miss them and you feel this pain that you weren't prepared to feel, but at the same time you're told it's good because they went somewhere better. Sure. So you should be happy, but you're not happy. You feel really sad. Right. And I feel like. In a very realistic way, he he kind of embodied that for probably a lot of viewers that have to cope with stuff sometimes. I, I've i heard stories about how when he gets recognized, people treat him like he's an actual pastor. Yeah. And how, like, like some of the stuff that the character said got them through rough times. And it's just, it's very interesting how, how well the actor did. I'm sorry, what's his name? I brought up the list here. Um, William Christopher, uh, man, this show was cast so well. Yeah. There's a lot of good acting, like comedic timing plus drama. They do it all. I know. Like the, the range of like everybody puts forth in that show is, is pretty, pretty phenomenal. I think father. Okay. He's great because he's like, 
When I think of like like what I would want a priest to be, like he's almost the first thing that comes to mind. Like he's just like he's he's sympathetic. He knows he just knows exactly how to handle the situation. But then he's also a person like away from when you know away from the cloth. Like he likes to box. You know he punches the the, the boxing, uh the 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 speed bag. Yeah. And he's got like he's got all these things about him that make him feel very real. And even like Hawkeye and stuff, who's you know an claim you know an agnostic in the show, um, like you, you know you'll see him coming to the the priest every once in a while for advice or just to, to ask him something, and I feel like that's what a priest should be. It's like he's it's it's not just that he's like a religious figure that you can ask spiritual questions to, but he's just he's also a good person that you can turn to for help. And it doesn't really matter what your your creed is, he's there for you. He's you, primarily a good person. Like yes. that's that's what makes the character so strong. It's not uh <clears throat> the the messaging in the show is never and see how Christianity's the right one. It, it's always like when here's the here's the father, he's nice. And he he always is empathetic and sympathetic and he always tries his best to say the right thing to somebody. And you can tell, like, he has an authority to him. Like, people respect him. And at first you're like, well, it's because he's the only priest here. But it's like, no, it's because he's, like, one of the few really good people here. Yeah, he earned that respect. Yeah. It, it, it's it's the kind of, like, light touch I wish all shows were written with. You know, like, I wish every everything could be written. Like, there's this much nuance and there's this much respect for the the topic and and all that stuff because it's really wonderfully held in in mash I will say to one one other character I kind of mention uh remember Colonel Flag No so he's the crazy guy he shows up in a handful of episodes and he's always he, he he's kind of like special intelligence or whatever he's looking for spies he's He's a uh, a nuisance, really. Like he he's also just really, really fucking off his rocker. Um, like at one point he shows up and he's like, the the episode's almost over and he's getting ready to leave. And he's like, everybody close your eyes. And we're like, why? He's like, because I can't leave if you can see me leave. So you all have to close your eyes or I'm not leaving. And so everybody closes their eyes and you hear a window break. And then Hawkeye goes to the window, looks out, and he's like, "Oh, Colonel Flag's on the ground. He broke his leg." <laughs> and so he's like, he's generally that character, except like the one time he he um, one really dramatic episode that he's in, he brings a, a prisoner of war in to get fixed, so he can take him to to Seoul and execute him, and like that becomes the big plot of the episode is how do we how do we stop this? I don't like him in that episode because he's an asshole. But, like, in the other episodes he's in, he's just, like, this weird chaotic neutral, almost. Like, I remember he asked Radar at one point, he's like, I need you to get me a box of scorpions so I can send them to this person. It's like, <laughs> a, a box of scorpions. He's like, yeah, ask this guy. He will he knows he knows what I mean. You know, he, it, it's just... He's such a wonderful wild card, and I, I generally like all the episodes he's in. He also reminds like, me of um, Randall Flagg from, from The Stand, because they have the last, <laughs> same last name. Well, I want to 
I want to talk about what's your opinion on Hot Lips? Margaret started off as a. I feel like it's one of those things where as the show went on, she became much more of a character. I the, agree. She's a lot more of a caricature. She's another one of like the, the you know quote unquote villains in the earlier episodes. I really like where she ended up. I feel like yeah, everyone she's has almost a, always a foil. Yeah. For like no reason, it's like everybody, all the nurses hate her, and it's like why? Because like because she's just oh she, ah, and they don't like explain it. And later, it's like she gets motivations and becomes more of a human being. Yeah, and and when she does, it's like. Everyone like you have a genuine respect for for what she does, what she achieves. Um, you get where she's coming from. A lot of the you know a lot of the time, um, she's she's she has moments where she can actually laugh and, and and joke along with like Hawkeye and BJ or whatever. And it's really annoying, like the earlier episodes where there's really not a lot of that, and she's got like this weird fixation on her father. Like you know, this was a, a an heirloom gifted from mother to father on their wedding night. You know, hence Frank, like a lighter or a gun or a whip or whatever fucking weird ass thing it is during the episode. I think maybe that's why I like I like the uh, the later episodes more too. Is I feel like at that point, the writers are just more comfortable making everybody human instead of just like Hawkeye and Trapper. So okay, I'm I'm just kind of going down a list of the. Uh... The characters on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Is Klinger funny? I think so. I think I think Klinger has really funny lines, but the dressing up thing was never funny. I don't know. There's there's it's one just line. Like, it's a constant, and it's like whenever he, he makes jokes about anything else, I love it. But it's like okay, we get it. There's there's one one line when a general shows up, and. Klinger greets him, and he's like, Halt, who goes there? And that guy goes, Oh, Corporal Klinger, still trying to get on a section crazy, aren't you? You know it's not going to work. And he goes, Well, I'll just have to try harder than Mary. And then he skips away in a skirt. <laughs> and every time that shows up, I fucking just lose it. Yeah. I like that later on in the sh- in the show, too, because he talks with, um, with Sydney about this, that it becomes... The dressing up is less of a way to get out, and it's more of a hobby. Like, he enjoys sewing, and he enjoys making outfits, because it's something for him to do to forget the war. And he feels like that's the part that makes him go crazy, because he's basically embracing his feminine side, and he doesn't know how to, if that's a good thing or not. Yeah, that is actually, I, I never thought about it that way, but it, his motivation almost does change, where it's like, this clearly isn't working. Because I think what I'm thinking of is, like, the earlier seasons... He keeps using it as a threat. Like, mm-hmm. someone will say, like, stop wearing dresses. And he'll say, well, I'm going to wear a dress. And it's like, okay. But later, it's it becomes more of a personality trait than a gimmick. Right. And and he as a character is, is has as a, you know, when, when he becomes more of a person and not a gimmick, is he's definitely better. Um, and the first couple seasons, yeah, it is kind of like, oh, look, there's a man in a dress, ha, ha, ha. But it's like, well, in 2018... The, the lines are a lot more blurred in terms of, of whether that should be funny or not. So, yeah, like, that, that that concept, I guess, never really struck me as that funny. It's more of, like, how he acts, it, like, to accent the, the fact that he's in a dress. Like, the idea of, like, a man with really hairy legs skipping in a skirt and, you know, holding a rifle is just inherently funny. 
and he's so you know he's so fixated on Toledo, and he's got his uh, wife at home, he's got a family at home, and all of these reasons he wants to return home and get the fuck out of there, like, are really valid. They're understandable. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not like he's a deserter that doesn't believe in in America or something. I know there it's was like a, a season where. Maybe it was like an episode where like his he's trying to escape more th- over and over and like he's like at one point he's got like a, an inflatable raft and he's like I would have gotten away with it too I would have gone to this river and I could have sailed it to the ocean and gone to Tokyo and he turns the you know inflates the raft and it fills up the room and then there's another one where he's like he gets on like he's got like a hang glider but he's got like fuzzy pink f- slippers on and so people think it's like this weird bird that's gliding over camp and so there's definitely some really funny stuff they do with him and his costumes. You ever watch Aftermash? No. That was awful. Not surprised. Let me see. Oh, I think it lasted really? like a season. Walter, I've never heard of this. Radar got his own show at the uh, for a bit. Was it his own show or was it just Aftermash? Walter is a 1984 pilot episode for a spinoff of MASH that was never picked up. Oh, pilot. Yeah, there's... I like Radar a lot. I don't think he could do his own... That character could not hold his own show. I don't think any of the characters can. The, MASH works as an ensemble thing. Which is probably why after MASH like, <laughs> didn't work. I Because it was like half of the ensemble. Yeah. I want to see a spinoff where it's just Hermione Granger. <laughs> From Harry Potter? Yeah, like, that's pretty much what Aftermash was. It's like, you know how Hermione takes studying really seriously and likes books? Well, get ready for this. I always wonder, like, that's kind of like the beauty of fan fiction, but you're just like, what is what does Hermione do when school's done? And, like, she has to... Oh, she hooks up with fucking Ron. God, the epilogue in Harry Potter is so bad. I, ah, oh man. So, you mentioned fan fiction. I feel like what makes fan fiction work is usually it's self-serving to the author, where they see something appealing and then just expand on it. Yeah. And I feel like with After Mash, it wasn't like, oh, man, these characters, they gotta have interesting stories once it's done. It felt like, oh, man, I want to make money making a TV show. I don't have any ideas. <laughs> sure. Because, like, Aftermash is, like, Klinger, Potter, and maybe one more character? I I, I think it's Mulcahy. Yeah. Which is, like, it's it's a weird cast. This doesn't like, make evol- any sense. It's, um... They got two I get what they're seasons. trying to do, but... Yeah, that was offensive. I just looked that up, and it's like, oh, wow, it made more than one season. That's sad. Just, like, none of those characters really, I don't think they'd hang out after the fact. Like, maybe Klinger and and Potter, because Klinger became the company clerk. But, like, Father Mulcahy's got to have, like, way more important shit to do after the war. I mean, most of them are from different states, aren't they? Yeah, like I. It's like you would go home. Yeah. <laughs> not, not to say you don't want to reminisce with your war buddies, and not to say they didn't have like bonds, but typically it's like I'm gonna uproot the whole family and go to Philly now because uh, my old drill sergeant lives there. Yeah, Potter's from Missouri, <clears throat> and 
Klinger's from Toledo, Idaho, right? I don't know my cities. There's too many of them in the, this United States, and most of them are probably terrible. But yeah, that's <laughs> far enough away where they wouldn't fucking hang out as and get jobs together. I, I don't really feel right. You drink drinking too much. Well, I mean, at the beginning of the show, I was talking about that burrito. Uh huh. And it was like it was so bad. I I literally just I threw it away. Oh, you think I might have some little, little bit of food poisoning? It's just well, it's not that. It's um, it wasn't a burrito. It was a baby. Yeah, ah! baby. Or you threw a baby away. Both are it acceptable. Was a baby. Ah! If you're referencing something, I don't know what it is. I'm referencing mash. What do you mean? Okay. Okay. We're 49 minutes already. I feel like this is the longest we've stayed on topic. We only talked about World of Warcraft for like 12 <laughs> minutes. And it was only before we started. Yeah. Well, no, we were recording, though. I think we covered. We didn't. We never talked about Henry Blake. Henry's great. I don't know if I have a whole lot more to say about him though. He's very lovable, and when he died, it's very sad. The end. Still here. So I was just. I was looking for. I feel like you you missed something important, so I just, I'm going to cut a lot of silence here. No, it's okay. I don't remember this. That's hard to believe. This is like one of the most iconic TV scenes in TV history. What episode is this from? Goodbye, farewell, and amen. I'm still... I, mean, I think it was the finale. Was it? Yeah, that's like how they ended the show. Yeah, that is like... the finale, isn't it? He's he's they're being discharged from war and he had to check in with psychiatrists and to our episode. I I honestly have maybe only seen the season finale of this show like once. They don't show it often, and I think partially it's because Well it's like the, two hours long. Yeah, it was abnormally long. So they typically only show it during like special marathons or it's a weird edited version. And it's not worth the time, so they typically skip it. Like, I feel like I typically see up to the episode, like, right before this, and then that's when it starts over. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't... God, I don't remember a whole lot about this episode. Like, what you just showed me, I don't know if I've ever seen it. If I've only seen, like, the weird TV Land edit of it, they might have cut that. I mean, that's what the whole episode is about, so they can't really cut that. But whatever. I don't know, any more, anything other talking points before we get into our glad space? I don't... I'm I'm sure there are, like, I know, I like, like, there's, like, little things that jump out to me as, like, criticisms, like, very specific episodes where, like, man, that was a weaker episode, but there's just so, there's so few of them. 
And I just, I love how consistent the show is. It is, it's quality entertainment. It's much more nuanced and clever than a lot of stuff you see on TV. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, it, it it affects people. Like, people still watch MASH with a lot of respect. Yeah. And I don't just mean, like, nostalgia. I mean, like, uh, like a 12-year-old right now is going to stumble on MASH and go, wow, this is way better than pornography. Mm-hmm. And he's going to start torrenting that instead. Like, there are still episodes, like, to this day that will make me kind of misty-eyed. Because yeah. it's just, it's capable of doing that. So anyways, MASH is good. MASH is good. I'm I'm glad we talked about, about this show. Uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'd say this is a 10 out of a 10 show. Yeah. I I don't think I can say that about a lot of things. And I I think I could say it about The Simpsons, but with the asterisk that the quality's dipped over the years. But that doesn't take away from the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with MASH, there's not really like, oh, skip that season. And know? that's crazy, because there's 11 seasons. It's longer than The War. Yeah, <laughs> guess it is. Okay, well, let's do Glad Space. You got anything you're glad about? I have like I have like a handful of things I could pick from. Woohoo! Um, I think the fucking easiest one is that I've uh I've started finally watching season three of My Hero Academia. Wow! I wanted to wait until most of them were out so I could watch it at a decent clip. And um, fuck, that is such a just a really fun ass anime. I saw a lot of cosplay at Comic-Con this year. I can see that. Some of the characters probably won't be that hard to do. I don't watch the show, so I might have even missed some. Sure. It's honestly, like, it's a really good show. Um, It's, I don't know, like, I, I, I take the word shonen, or the genre shonen, or the, I guess it's a demographic. Um, It's like, these are the specific anime I associate with that, that term, and I generally don't like those anime. And then I know this is Shonen, and it's like, but this is one of the good ones. Well, Shonen is just a brand. Yeah, yeah, Shonen Jump. And so, a lot of what I, like, like Yu Hakusho is Shonen, and I like that. And Dragon Ball Z is Shonen, and I, I like that, but with caveats that it's terrible. Um, Then Bleach is Shonen, and there's no caveats there, it's just not very good. You know, I like, so like yo Yeah, and so, and that's it, you know, all of those are very different shows, though. And it's weird to be like, I associate Shonen not as like the brand, but as like a specific kind of story structure that's very common in anime. Did you ever see the original Yu-Gi-Oh? I remember reading a couple of the old mangas where it's really weird and he's doing life or death games. Well, what's weird is it wasn't about a card game. Yeah. And it's such a strange direction to take that show. Like the, I think the creator like sold it off to Shonen, oh, really? and they're like, "We can make a card game out of this," and they completely rewrote like all the characters. And it's like, just make your own thing. Why, why ruin this cool idea? Uh, that big old shrug of the shoulders from me there. He's he's literally um the the evil spirit is this demon that controls luck. That's so cool. he's cheating like. He he literally just like he'll possess his little boy 
and kill the bully by saying like here here's a game whoever draws the highest number wins and then he draws a five that's higher than the four he's like i win and then the bully dies and it's like what what happened and then it's like when you watch the the show that eventually it turned into it's like we'll together our friendship will mean go to the store and buy cards (laughs) yay (laughs) yeah that is what that show turned into Okay, um, my glad space is Parkinson's. Oh, I'm shaking with excitement. That's oh, <laughs> you. You made it more offensive than my take. <laughs> um, so recently, Alan Alda came out and said that he's been living with Parkinson's. Okay, this got dark. <laughs> and well, no, this is the this is the whole point. Okay, he's been taking his doctor's advice, which is like he takes boxing lessons and he plays tennis, like. Every day he stays active and does things. Like when he, if he's feeling a little tired, he just juggles. And if you follow him on Twitter, he puts a video of him juggling while he talks into the camera. Because hmm. really, like the the best way to fight Parkinson's is to stay active and not just give up on life. And if you see him now, it's not like, oh, look at that sick old man. It's like, hey, it's Alan Alda. I love him because sure. he's choosing to be himself. And one of the ways that he chooses to be active. Um, I'm guessing he must have been inspired by Opinions Are Cheap because he started a podcast. Oh, no shit. And he really likes doing his podcast. He always talks about how much fun it is. So I just wanted to recommend it here. Um, It's called Clear and Vivid. But if you look up Alan Alda, it's like all he talks about. So just find his Twitter and he links to it and stuff. Awesome. Um, Yeah, he does neat interviews and he talks about stuff. He has a lot of fun stories. So look up clear and vivid, and don't get Parkinson's. There you go. Okay, I have two two things I want to add to that. One, my dad learned how to juggle because of MASH. He saw the episode where Alan Alda did it, and he's like, I'm not going to go to bed until I, I can do that. And he stayed up till fuck all in the morning. But when he went to bed, he knew how to juggle. I think that's cool. And then two... That is cool. When they were... When they were Starting to do the show MASH, one of the things the the higher-ups that own the network, this is an interview that I heard, uh, listened to with Alan Alda. That they, they said, didn't no blacks, show... get that man out of here. No, they, they didn't want to have any footage inside the operating room. Because they thought huh. that would be too dark for TV. Oh, wow, like, that's really important to the show. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 like, we either do that or we don't do the show. Like, yeah, like, this is a key part of the show is that where we have to show some blood because people fucking died in the war, you know, and had to go to the hospital and shit. Not necessarily in that order. And I thought that was uh, that that was really interesting. That like this was a, a, a potential hang-up was like one of the big set pieces of the show is you know the operating room and like that almost that was like a thing they didn't want to do at first is is have the operating room. I I didn't I forgot to talk about it. That episode, um. Where is it? BJ that dies. Uh, no, Trapper John. Trapper. Trapper doesn't die. Henry, uh, Henry Blake dies. Blake. Uh, Trapper John goes kind of MIA. He just he just leaves. You're right. I'm. Oh man, I might. I should have done more research on things that weren't Scrubs. <laughs> the the way they filmed that scene, no one knew that was in the script. I feel like that's not true. It was no, they 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 radar was supposed to say something, and he leaves, 
and he comes back and like has like news. So he steps back and then they hand him the telegram that the chopper went down and push him into the scene. <laughs> and so he read that and like that was like genuine. And it's like, you know, that's really mean, <laughs> but it's it works because that scene is so strong. So I'm on Snopes. The cast of MASH did not learn of Colonel Blake's death until they were actually filming the scene. That rating is false. And this is a really fucking long-ass article. Shut up. But, yeah, that, that was, that's an uh, urban legend kind of thing. Shut up! Well, you Let know, me have my joy. If you want to, you can cut that part where I killed your joy. And then you can Well, just... you know what? Cutting that from the show won't bring my joy back, so... <laughs> there you go. You know what you can do is you can get a Joy-Con and play some Switch. I got Octopath Traveler. I heard that game's that really game's, good. It's really... Oh, man. It, it's, um... What's that other game Square put out? Uh, Bravely Default? Yeah. They should just stop making Final Fantasy games. Stop, <laughs> stop wasting our time. Just make these other JRPGs that are actually good. The next Final Fantasy will be the Final Fantasy. Then they'll make other JRPGs. I don't know. Did you see this update to 14 where they have Monster Hunter cameos? No. Just get... Stop doing it. Give up. <laughs> big ol' big ol' fuck off, huh? Pretty much. <laughs> this has been Opinions Are Cheap. It has been. Our opinions aren't worth anything. They're like oh, the Bitcoin. I was, I was on Comics Podcast last week. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, everybody. If you don't listen to Comics Podcast... You should listen to the episode called It's About Web Comics because I couldn't title it It's About Penis. Or... I did I did an impression of Jean-Luc where I said engage and I said make it so and I pointed a lot but it doesn't come across. No, that was that was a good episode. It's gotten a lot of views too. I don't know why. What how do you view a podcast? Or or downloads, listens, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, Shoot, we should have done that Mike and Tom skit where we know where they're not viewers. Oh, we should have. I didn't even we think about up. that. Ah, I love running gags. Uh, Good night, we... everybody. Good night. <laughs>